The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Charts and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Today we have a special program for you that is befitting Christmas. And before I begin, I want to remind you that the prophetic gathering of the saints is getting to a close. You must register right away in order for you to have a seat. Seating is limited. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, it's SOGMI.org and register there or go to Eventbrite. Okay, seating is limited. And this is December 31st at the Hilton Garden Inn Hotel at the Rim at 7 o'clock in the evening. Okay, so here's the scripture for Christmas. One of my favorites. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with justice and with righteousness from now on until forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So especially this Christmas, I am very grateful for what the Lord has done and has blessed us with in 2018. I asked... uh, Joshua, which uh, you already know if you are a listener of this program, and my uh, febrate middle child, James, and my febrate girl is uh, Erica. They're going to share what Christmas meant to them as a child, and now that uh, they have grown, they are now 20 years old, 23 and 25. Time moves so fast. Amen. So let us hear what they have to say. Hey, everyone. It's Josh here. Uh, so Pastor Chris, she invited me over, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Christmas and what it means to me and a couple others. So I have with me here Erica and James, my brothers and sisters, and we're going to be talking about Christmas and kind of what it meant to us and how maybe our perception of Christmas might have changed over the years. So James, Erica, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hello. So we got a couple questions that we're going to go through here and we're going to kind of discuss um, maybe how we feel, have a little bit of discussion back and forth and see what comes of it. So I wanted to start with this question here and it's with, um, I guess, Erica, you can start. But when you were younger, how did you spend Christmas? And, you know, when you were younger, when you knew Christmas time was coming, what did that mean to you? What came to your mind when you knew that Christmas was approaching? So, Erica, you want to start off for us? Yeah, sure. (laughs) 
When I was younger and I thought of Christmas, I think I mostly thought of family. We often drove up to Phoenix, Arizona as a family to visit some of our relatives there. And I just remember it being like this huge thing, like us visiting them. And they often spoiled us with many gifts, especially since we were kids. And, you know, just lots of like little toys and stuff that we got really excited about. And I just remember being really excited to hang out with my family and spend time with them. And while you were up, so you remember a lot about going over to Phoenix. So what kind of things do you remember doing around Christmas time and enjoying around Christmas time? Are there any things that stood out to you? Um, I remember playing games with our cousins. And I I specifically remember this time when I was really young. And like we used to play a lot of games with our cousins, both kind of just like horsing around and video games. And I remember specifically one time when I was especially young, We used to play this game called Marvel vs. Capcom, which was kind of like a fighting game. And I remember one of our older cousins was kind of like the pro at it. Like he was really good and I had no idea how to play. Like I would just kind of like hit random buttons and hope for the best. But I remember one year I like beat him and I remember never wanting to let him live that down. Like I would just always bring it up. So that comes to mind, just kind of playing around, eating lots of food also, just tons of food. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, for sure. Spending time and uh, playing with cousins and family members is definitely a good way to spend the holidays. So what about you, Janes, when you were younger, when Christmas time came around, you know, what do you remember about Christmas time when you were younger and what came to mind when Christmas was coming around and you were younger? Well, for starters, I knew there was going to be like no more school and no more homework, and that got me really happy as a young kid. And then I enjoyed, of course, seeing uh, my family, visiting with them, having a good time, and eating all the food. I would always eat as much sweets and chocolate and candy as I could. I had a big sweet tooth as a kid. And I also enjoyed just playing with my family and with my friends and just having a good old time and hoping it would never end because I didn't want to go back to school. Yeah, I do remember being younger, the lack of school was definitely a big highlight of Christmas season because it meant that I could play longer, I could go out, play games, I could watch TV, but I wouldn't get in trouble because I didn't have homework to do. (laughs) And I, for us, I remember, you know, every Christmas season, we always took long road trips over, you know, so we, we usually didn't fly to phoenix we usually drove over there and so that was actually part of the christmas tradition i guess we we would drive over there and we had a big road trip and there was always snacks we would bring like um a way to watch movies in the car and we would play games often you know there was maybe sibling bickering because being in a confined space for 14 hours a 14 hour drive I guess, you know, tensions kind of get high, but that was also kind of part of the tradition is that we were on this road trip and we were having a lot of fun together. And then we got over to Phoenix and I remember our aunts or uncles, they always tried to spoil us. They gave us tons of food. I remember oftentimes our aunts, they would take us out to the mall or to the store and they'd say, you have, you know, and at the time, you know, it was a big deal, but like, it's like here, $20 $20 and you can buy anything you want or $30 you can buy anything you want in the store and you know when you're a kid you're like whoa 20 whole dollars oh my gosh that's so much money you know and so we got to run around and try and pick out the toy that we wanted right 
And so that was really enjoyable around Christmas time. And then we got to play with our cousins, which we only saw, you know, maybe once or twice a year and see how things have been going, you know, do all different kinds of activities, eat lots of food, play lots of games. So Christmas time for us, I guess it was kind of, you know, it was a vacation. And for a lot of people, it was a vacation, but big emphasis on family time, a big emphasis on playtime and food. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of our perception of Christmas when we were younger, you know, and of course we would spend time, you know, talking about with our parents, we would talk about the significance of Christ and his resurrection and his birth as he was born of a virgin and he came down God incarnate. And something we actually used to do when we were younger is we would actually sing happy birthday to Jesus and treat it kind of like a birthday celebration, which I thought, you know, was kind of cute to do as it reminded all of us when we were younger uh, what Christmas was about, you know? So we sang happy birthday, we celebrated his birthday on Christmas Day as kind of a reminder of the birth of Christ. But as a kid, you know all the stories and oftentimes you go through the nativity story, right? And you watch plays, you do plays in school, you watch movies. So... We were familiar with the stories, but, you know, as a young kid, oftentimes we were just thinking, oh, but it's going to be fun, right? We're going to get presents. We're going to get to play. So the next question I wanted to ask is that, so now that you guys are adults, now that you're older, how would you say your, maybe your perception of Christmas has changed or has it changed? So James, why don't you start out for us? Well... The perception of, you know, having fun and spending good time with your family and stuff has never really gone away. But uh, I've more mellowed out in regards to like, oh, yes, there's plenty of food. Oh, yes, there's still presents. But it's all kind of been eclipsed by other things going on. It's just like a time for me to be thankful for what I have and for uh, the time I have to spend with my family, for having a family I love very much and being thankful to God and what he's blessed me with in my life. And yeah, so it's been more of like less about me being a self-centered brat and more just being more content with what I have. Erica, what about you? How has your perception shifted over the years? I think my perception has shifted in the sense that um, now when I think of Christmas, I think of, I still think of family a lot um, and spending time with them, but I think I also think of spending time with people that, are as close as family, like not necessarily family by blood, but family by heart, especially our church family. So I don't know. I think a lot more about, I guess, the time we all spend together like that. And I think the focus has shifted. I think when we were kids, a lot of the focus was about like having fun and the presence and not that that's not still a thing, but I think, um, I don't know. I'm less, it's like less of an importance, I guess. Like now it's actually kind of funny because as a kid, you know, you have your like list written up. Like I know exactly what I want. You're planning all year round what you want for Christmas. And now it's like my parents will ask me and I'll be like, uh, I don't know, uh, a book or something. And it's just kind of funny to see that shift. So I don't know. I just really enjoy spending time with the people I love and really thinking about how much I appreciate it. And of course, like thinking about, <laughs> of course, Jesus, you know, the reason for the season. And I think, I don't know, Christmas is often a time to kind of reflect on what's happened that year and kind of look back and really be like thankful for what God's done, I think. 
Yeah, that's great. I think I can share some of those sentiments as well. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the big shift is when, when we were younger, there was a lot of emphasis on having fun and doing a lot of things that we enjoyed. Well, I guess as we've grown older, we started to think more and more about how we can show our love and our thankfulness towards others around us that we love, you know. And oftentimes when it gets close to Christmas time, we'll look at each other and we'll be like, oh my gosh, what are we going to get for mom? Or what are we going to get for dad? How can we do something that's nice for them this Christmas season? So I guess it, it becomes a little bit less about what can we do to have fun? And it's a little bit more how can we show those that we love and that we care about how much we love and we care for them? What can we do to let them enjoy this Christmas as well. And I think that's, I guess that's a part of maturing and a part of growing older is that we get to think about others and how we can help them and uplift them a little bit. And it's it's great because, you know, for me also, Christmas is, is a time, you know, for family, as we've been talking about, for friends who are like family as well. And it's also a time, you know, for thankfulness for what Christ has done you know, oftentimes we might take a moment just to reflect on the year because even one year in 2018, I can't speak for you guys, but I know for ourselves uh, uh, here at this family, you know, so much has happened just in the past 12 months alone that you can look back at it and you can just look and thank God like, wow, God, where will we be without your intervention this year, right? And of course, the perfect sacrifice of his son choosing to become a man, right? God incarnate and take on our sins. And that's, you know, that's at the center of Christmas. And so as Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself to show his love for others, we we also are kind of sacrificing and we are also giving to others to show our love for them. You know, just as in the first Christmas, and this is kind of how I think about it, is that Jesus was the first gift of Christmas, right, that God gave to us. And now we, the reason we give gifts is because as God gave his son as a gift to us, now we are giving others gifts to show our love for them as well. So in giving gifts to others, we are continuing, I guess, the Christmas story, right? We are we are echoing that same sentiment that God started with his son. So I think that's how my perception has shifted over the years as I've gotten older, I guess, regarding Christmas time. So overall, those are kind of, I guess, how our thoughts have shifted over the years. So is there anything that you guys wanted to add to that, James, Erica? I think just going off what Josh said, I'd just like to encourage you guys to do your part and really show love to others like God showed love to us. Well, I think that's about all we got to share with you. Before we go to Pastor Chris, we also want to thank our aunts, uncles, cousins, and our other family members who had made sure that every time we came to visit, every time it was Christmas season, that they always took time to make sure Christmas was special for us, enjoyable for us. So we wanted to say we love you guys. We are so grateful for everything that you have done for us. Those of you who may or may not be listening, we just wanted to make sure to give you many blessings and wishes. And we wanted to say Merry Christmas to you as a family. So Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. So thank you so much. We're going to redirect you now to Pastor Christina Sasa, who's going to close you guys out for the rest of this message today. 
Thank you and God bless you, Joshua, James, and Erica. I always address them as Joshua, my favorite firstborn son. James is my favorite middle child, and Erica is my favorite daughter. And uh, thank you for being a wonderful children, and thank you, Mike, for being a wonderful father. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my family, the Ginto family in Phoenix, Arizona, for ensuring that my children will have a memorable Christmas with a family that will last for long, for their lifetime. So it is such a blessing to have a family like that. Aching, aching Mila, aching Reggie, aching Nancy, Kong Ding, and uh, Waling Noel. Merry Christmas and God bless you and thank you for loving my children the way you did and the way you are. And uh, thank you for uh, for my uh, brothers-in-law, Jerry, for being a part of my family and for loving them. And, uh, and I personally thank you for uh, being a brother who can keep secret. And I thank you for uh, my brother, Keith. You, you, are, you are so loving and so generous that if I want somebody to be on my side always, whether I'm in the wrong or I'm in the right, you are it, brother. Thank you very much. And Merry Christmas to my brother, Cesar. I know you will do anything for me. And uh, thank you, and I welcome you in the family. And of course, my two gorgeous sisters-in-law, Aching Norming and Waling Lillian, you are you you both are great and a great cook at the same time. And you know, growing up as poor in the Philippines, my family who who are now here, except my nephew and his family in the Philippines, we are all here, all the siblings, because we we're poor and we felt like we missed some some part of Christmas. But we we all we also have memorable Christmas. But just like I said, it's not the same celebration as my children are enjoying even now. They make sure that our children will not miss anything that they can afford, that they have the power to do. So every time we go there, whether Christmas or vacation, especially Christmas, they make sure that they overwhelm my children with love and presents, mountains of presents. And they practically give them everything that I want. And they always send me and Michael somewhere. And they told us, we're going to have a um, get-together with the children, and you and Mike are not invited so that they can spoil our children. Because I always, I always uh, discipline my children and tell them that, they don't take advantage of nobody, they, that they will be grateful. So being child, you know, when you're a child, you, you seem to be uh, self-centered. So um, I tell them, if the um, toy is expensive, uh, you only get one. And if it's a lot cheaper, then two. That's the most. But my uh, sister Reggie, especially, and uh, Nancy, they'll say, oh, you get everything that you want sweetheart and said, because I'm older than your mom. It means to say that uh, I don't have any say. So uh, they really spoil our children and they enjoy uh, the time with their cousins and uh, Misty and uh, Michael and Nicole. And in the Philippines, it's Mark and Debbie. 
So I'd like to thank you and uh, let me release a blessings upon you. May you all find him. May you all walk with him fully. And all the days of your life, I pray that you will walk in prosperity, in joy, in peace, and in divine health. In the name of Jesus, I pray that all your dreams will come true. Amen and amen. And to all my Sons of God and Freedom Fellowship Church family, thank you for completing my life. Thank you for, um, for supporting me, for praying for me, for loving me. And thank you that you share my joy, that you share and support the vision of this ministry. And as we celebrate this Christmas, may this be the most glorious Christmas ever in your life. And as we finish the year, let us give thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ for all the things that he has done in 2018. And let us prepare our hearts to receive what he has to say, starting on December 31st at the prophetic gathering of the saints. And everything that we can receive, that we can believe, that we can do, that we can manage, God is going to manifest things as much as we can handle, as much as we can believe. He is that good. Amen. And for all of you, our listeners, especially those who feel so lonely and isolated this holiday, I pray that the presence of God will fully manifest in you, that you will experience his loving arms loving on you. And I pray that there will be healing and reconciliation in the family. I pray for a financial breakthrough for those that are hurting. And I pray for healing in your physical bodies in the name of Jesus. It is important for us to, be, to have a grateful heart because, and we need to start thanking God for all the things that he has done. And he will give us the things and he will share with us his plan for your life, for this nation, for this great state to you. And he is such a wonderful God. So don't forget uh, uh, the, the prophetic gathering of the saints. We are about ready to close the registration in a few days. Seating is limited. You have to go to SOGMI.org and register yourself. It will be on December 31st at the Hilton Garden Inn at the Rim at 7 p.m. We're going to start there and we'll usher forth the new year and let us hear what God is saying to the church, to the nations, and to you individually. Amen? So don't forget, SOGMI.org. And I wanted to end uh, this uh, program in Luke chapter 2, verse 34. Then Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Listen, this child is destined to cause the fall and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign which will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. And of course, you know that Mary, his mother, got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts, in the book of Acts. She's one of them. So she got saved. Amen. So 
Merry Christmas,、um, everyone, and may your hearts be filled with joy and thanksgiving. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you have done and about ready to do. And thank you, Holy Father, for sending the Holy Spirit to abide with us forever. In Jesus' name, Amen. Join us in our Sunday services. We are located at eighty-four nineteen Callahan Road, off I H ten, and our service starts at ten thirty a.m. And if you cannot be there in person, we are live streaming at eleven a.m. Exact. You can go to SOGMI dot org, and you can watch and listen. What the message of the Lord is is giving to all of us, okay? And our evening service starts at seven p.m., and our Wednesday service also starts at seven p.m. God bless you for tuning in, and Merry Christmas, everyone! Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed. Our phone number is two one zero three nine six seven eight nine one, and for Saturday's program, call us at two one zero six nine five one six three zero. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx dot rr dot com, and all letters to P.O. Box one five seven nine, Lotus, Texas seven eight zero two three. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.